from the PSIA AASI Very Mobile Studios at Eldora Mountain Resort, wearing masks and socially distanced. We're here with uh, Rocky Mountain Ed staff member Philip Anderson and Jeff Breyer, director of the Ski and Ride School at Eldora. Uh, talking about getting ready for early season exams. Philip, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. JB, same with you. No problem. Nobody can hear that thumbs up, JB. Glad to be here. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I, thought this so, was, I thought this was television. <laughs> so we've got exams coming up, and Phil, you were up here. You said I could call you either Phil or Philip. So uh, you were up here uh, conducting a couple of days of clinics, and uh, it's a real eye-opener because thanks to COVID and kind of a low snow year, and then winter break and everything, we really haven't been able to get in the training that we normally do. Is this something you're seeing at a lot of resorts? Um, I've seen it at, at my home resort as well, at Copper, that we have to start um, preparing mentally before we get out on the snow physically, getting people to start reading the, um, the texts and going through the IDP so they know what is coming when they get out for their first trainings and know what is expected and the fundamentals that are, they're going to be looked at in each of the tasks and maneuvers that we're asking them to do, whether it be CERT 1 all the way up to um, RMT. Really? It, that wide of a, of a study that we need to be doing? Yes, well, it, depending on what event you're going for or what um, level you're going for, you should always come in prepared and so we don't have to take time to explain as a clinician or as a, an ed staff member, you don't have to explain the fine details of what is being looked at. People should be able to come in prepared. So you can say we're gonna be going out and working on outside one-footed turns. And everyone knows what the fundamentals that we're looking at and what is expected of them as opposed to having to go through it all the time, going through every step so they can um, expedite because we only have a short limit window to train. So JB is a ski and ride school director, kind of what's your take on this situation where really it's getting our staff up to uh, speed so that they can get out and teach lessons and training kind of has to take, I, I hate to say a back seat, but maybe lesser importance? Well, uh, well, listening to Phil, I was thinking that uh, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that we started doing Zoom virtual clinics in, uh, uh, at the, in March last year, and we did them twice a week all the way up until um, after Thanksgiving, you know? So in terms of like getting them mentally ready, you know, we had every topic possible, movement analysis, certification, uh, children specific, developing a client base, you know, so our folks were mentally ready if they did attend those, you know. Um, and I think that also helped get their, especially the MA and CERT clinics and learning-based terrain clinics, really got people in the mindset of teaching even before we could be on snow. So it was unfortunate that training had to be sort of modified, if you will, um, in the way we're used to doing it. But I think we adapted and we got folks to, um, to a level they, that, uh, of competence that, that uh, 
we look for as a standard uh, in different ways, you know. So, um, it, it, and I think also the fact that we did small groups and more frequent versions of our rehire and new hire training benefited them as well because it wasn't like a group of eight or ten going through the system. It was a group of five and it was really in-depth and everyone got way more reps in playing games and working on fundamentals and trying this drill and that exercise. So I think in that sense it was actually a, a, a better training method, if you will. So Phil, with kind of a limited time now that we're out on snow, what are some things we can do for these early season exams, which I hate to even call them early season, but we kind of missed out on a lot of November, um, to get people ready skiing and riding wise? Um, just focusing on the fundamentals when you're doing isolation, um, skills in isolation and fundamentals in isolations, those sort of drills, making sure that they understand just because we're looking at this specific fundamental, it doesn't mean that the others don't apply. And being able to, if you will, use that as a lateral learning experience and see how they tie into different, um, different maneuvers that are being scored, such as if you're doing a pivot slip or a hockey slide, how you can relate that to a short radius turn or bumps or even a basic parallel turn, making sure that they understand that we're not just looking at this as a um, final form, we're looking at it as a building block to all the other maneuvers that we are going to be looking at throughout the, whole, the course of the exam. Yeah, kind of a question to both of you. This is making me think of an interview I did with Jen Matz a couple of years ago, Skills Not Drills. Mm -hmm. Really work, focus on the fundamentals and the skills rather than maybe the specific drill? Yeah, that, that works well. And when we're talking about skills, the drill is important, but you have to remember there's always more than one fundamental in every drill that you do, which brings out the, the um, highlights what needs the most work and where they're stronger. So you can take the skill and apply it to other things and what they need to work on, you can pull back and really try and isolate that a little more. And here I'd like both of you to come in on this one. Uh, JB, talk about snowboard and uh, mm -hmm. Bill, if you could talk about um, skis, but the topic of pivot slips came up and really how many of the fundamentals that actually works on. JB, you want to start with that or Phil? I think um, what he said earlier was great, so. Yeah, um, with what we're, when you're looking at a pivot slip, yeah, we're looking at directing pressure along the length of the ski being centered. We're also looking at leg rotation to make sure that we're turning from the center of the ski. We're looking at being able to release the edges at the same time and rate and having the pressure directed more to the outside ski so we have so many of the fundamentals and also if you go to it there's also the modulation of pressure so we don't get too high of an edge angle so we don't get too much weight on that outside ski so we can have that continual slip down the hill so it does contain basically all of the fundamentals it, if i'm looking at it and that is a great building block to start going as i said short turns, medium turns, bumps, basic parallel, 
all of those all of those um, other um, maneuvers can be applied and if you have a short time to clinic you can tie them all together and make it a string a good string for a two two and a half hour clinic yeah, well listen to you guys chat it, it sparked a memory about um, leading exams when they used to be called exams um, sure. and you know in, especially a level one where I put uh, extra stress on myself to help people pass and I don't mean they were gifted a pin by any means but if they came and something was a little bit below standard my goal was I want to help them show me enough that they've owned the standard because I want them to be part of the organization I want them to have a good feeling about this and continue on their path to being a great pro and so I had to be really creative with coming up with exercises or uh, creating environments where they could feel sensations and get it and combine certain fundamentals and skills quickly and, I'm, and so listening to you guys talk it's like we need to do that now in a shortened season to get someone ready for an exam and it's not a trick it's not like oh wow they did it once it's like no it's a blending of, of tasks so that they understand a movement pattern and they can repeat it and show it and own it and so it's almost like you have to take any drills you've done and, and not necessarily throw them out but kind of relook at it and like can I blend two things here and come up with a new exercise or scenario where they feel these sensations or movement patterns um, and then that gets them there uh, without the maybe months and months of practice that you'd think are required. And you're making me think now when we teach a lesson, we don't want to rush a guest through that lesson. We want to take time for them to gain ownership of those movements and skills. So we don't want to rush our training. No, we don't want to rush our training, but we want to be able to make sure that they have a solid base foundation, just like with our guests, so we know that they can perform at a certain level, especially with our with guest-related, you don't want to move them too fast, and also with preparing for the events, especially if for the new guys coming in, you want to make sure they go in confident and being able to have a degree of efficiency in everything so they don't have that unfortunate experience of being unsuccessful in the evaluation process. Because I feel that if we rush them through the evaluation process or to get them there and they're not successful, we usually lose a lot of really, really um, potentially great instructors because they get a bad taste. So you used a word I love, efficiency. We want to be efficient and effective. Yeah, 100%. I think it also helps, and this is something we had in practice last year, um, we take down everyone's goals at the beginning of the year so we can see through it when we do an exit interview, how did you do with your goals? And did we do a good job in helping you achieve them or, or giving you the right path? And in a season like this, you can go back to those notes and say, okay, where were people at? And now I can give them a timeline or plan of attack for their uh, assessment at the end of January. Or maybe I recommend, you know what, why don't we wait till March, you know, and, and I can take that information from last year and help them develop an effective plan that's gonna give them the best chance of success. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Because the early, if, unless people are really, really prepared, they should 
it's up to them if they take the event or go to the event or not, but we can steer them to success by making sure that they trust their um, clinicians and the, the people they're skiing with to give them the right information, whether they are ready or not, and to push it off if they are on the fence so they can be um, more successful later in the year. Don't rush to get to the exam. We had a late start to the season. If they are prepared, set, have them go. But if they are on the fence, please tell them to take a couple extra weeks, maybe a month of training, so they can go in with a full understanding of what's expected, whether it be a, a, a level one, a CS1, CS2, FS1, FS2, two or three, making sure that they're going to go and have a positive experience and perform well with the limited days we've had to um, really go out and work on the fundamentals or whatever we're trying to work on with them. We need to make sure that they are fully prepared, so push off just a little bit. And that's where you and I were chatting a little earlier today about, you know, I don't want to go up and say, ah, JB, you're not ready for your exam. <laughs> But nicely approach and say, you know, with a little more work, or maybe if you attend this training and this training and this training, we can get you to the point where you could pass. Yeah, I think that's where uh, our teams can help out a bunch, you know, because we have trainers have, uh, you know, like six to eight people on their teams, and they're sort of their, the one role of a team is a mentor group, you know, so that trainer can talk with those folks directly and say, okay, where are you trying to get to? What's going on? What did you do last year? Here's a path for you for success for this year. And obviously they can reach out to George or myself or other folks if they have questions or, you know, I'm not sure about this one. Do you think they should do January or maybe they should do March and, and we can all help there. But I think the teams uh, kind of does that a little bit and, and shares the responsibility of trying to guide people and have them uh, prepared the best that they're going to be prepared. I, I like that he said guide. Yeah, I like the guiding part. It's just the, also the honesty part. Being honest with the people that are trying to achieve maybe a lifelong goal. Don't sugarcoat it. Say, oh yeah, you're ready when you know they're not. Making sure that there's honesty both ways because it doesn't do your reputation any good as a trainer, as an ed staff member, if you tell someone, oh yeah, you're ready, and they get to the event and they are not totally prepared. underprepared and don't perform up to the standard. It makes not only them feel horrible, but it gives them some uh, regrets of who they trained with and the trust is broken and they, probably will not want to train with you again so being honest and open even if you're going to hurt someone's feelings a little bit it's better than hurting them further down the road when they get to the event don't that, sugarcoat it yeah that that's hard to recover from i'm thinking of a level three exam that i had a couple gentlemen show up since we were talking about uh, race boards mm -hmm. they showed up in their alpine get up and i spoke to them and i asked them do you have all mountain gear. I'm not against it. I ride those myself, but we're, we're going to ride switch today a lot. You know, are you prepared to do that? And they said, we didn't know that was part of it. Mm -hmm. And I was just 
like wow and uh, uh, that that is not a great way to experience an assessment or, or think that you know or how you prepared to go in there um, and I got to shout out Phil Bowman from the East Coast because he did pass his level three on hard boots because uh, he showed up to an exam like that and they told him you're not going to pass and then and he didn't that time but he he's like you know what I am going to pass you can't tell me and he showed up in an alpine setup and crushed it so kudos to you Phil that's, that's amazing yeah I got it some, some advice I got when I was first starting out was don't go into, into an exam just to pass mm. go there to do go there to crush it and don't think about at, at one of these evaluations as this is the end don't just study for the evaluation study it as a pass-through for the next level as also getting better personally in your in your professionalism your teaching your movement analysis being able to help the guest and also your personal skiing because this is remember this is a recreational sport and it's what we love to do that's why we're in the industry anything to add um yeah, yeah it's I, I have a personal goal of having people more prepared for what they're in for. You know, whether I'm helping them off season in the gym, or with with an assessment or a competition, uh, you know, in border cross. But my thought is, when they go to that competition day or the assessment day, that it's almost a formality. That they're like, you know what? I've already been at this level for the past two months, and I know, and I got it and I got it beyond this and I am ready to go. So I think that really instills a ton of confidence and, and then they also have the chance to maybe help others in the group that day. You know, if they're on the chairlift and someone asks a question, they can help them on their journey as well. Bill, anything to add in conclusion? Sounds like if we work hard, we can be ready. If you work hard and, you, and you're honest with your, um, your trainees and your candidates and your friends, and get them ready in a in a really um, transparent manner you will be more successful not only for yourself but they'll also be successful bill anderson jeff Breyer, thanks very much for taking the time to join us on first chair really appreciate it thank you thank you george it was fun from the psia asi mobile studios in eldora colorado i'm george thomas